MYP fam, what's going on? My name is Hector Santiago and I am your host. And I've been producing, publishing, monetizing, and marketing podcasts for the last six, seven years or so. And this show is to help you learn what does and does not work when it comes to marketing and monetizing your podcasts. So this episode is titled Five Things You Should Know If You're Starting a Podcast. And it's for people who are thinking about starting a podcast, because that's what prompted the conversation. But if you've already started a podcast, then you should know these things as well, because if you don't know them, then they are going to affect you. So let's get into this. Okay, thing number one that you have to know is that things in podcasting take longer than you expect. And that's almost everything, right? Whether it's downloads or listens or audience, monetization, whatever it is that you're trying to do, things are gonna take a little longer than you expect. So just know that going into it. Here's the reality. Results take time. I mean, if you think about it, Joe Rogan started in 2009. That was over a decade. It's like a decade plus before he quote unquote hit it big with Spotify, right? The unfortunate truth about podcasting is that most shows aren't getting the numbers that you think and a very few amount of shows are getting way more downloads than anyone would imagine. So if you want a number that you should shoot for, 25 episodes is the number. And if you think about that, that should take you either a half a year if you're doing one episode a week, or it could take you a year if you're averaging an episode every other week. And sometimes that happens when things get delayed, or maybe that's even the cadence that you've picked is to do it bi-weekly. But if you can commit to putting out something every week, then you should hit that within about six months. And in six months, you should be able to know whether or not this is for you. And the earlier that you can figure that out, the better off that you're going to be. So I've got three quick tips to get you to 25 shows as quickly as possible or to get you to your next 25 shows as quickly as possible. The first one is make a plan and map it out. The second is to have checklists so that you're not making stuff up every time and things can flow and they can start to be a lot more efficient. And the third is to have fun with it. And you've got to find ways to do that, whether that's with the content, whether that's with recording, you've got to find a way that it can be fun or else you're not going to follow through. Okay, so that's number one. Do it for the long term, get to 25 episodes. Second thing that you want to know is that your recording schedule matters. A lot of people think that they can just be willy-nilly with this or they can just do it whenever. I was one of those people. But after a while, things stop working and you either get really busy, you forget, you hit a content lull. And so if you are not doing it consistently and you aren't doing it regularly, then we're going to talk about the ways that we can do that in just a second, then there's going to be some time in the future where you're going to hit a bump in the road and not have the content that you need. I don't want all this to be doom and gloom about podcasting, but unfortunately, it's more work than people think. And so if you can eliminate a lot of the fatigue and the, the decision fatigue that comes along with it, then it's going to make it so much easier for you to actually, once again, follow through, which I think is such a big part of actually having a successful podcast is being able to actually follow through. So I mentioned the two keys here are regularity and consistency. And you can either do one of two things, or what we recommend is one of two things. The first thing that you can do is you can record every week, the same time every week, like on Mondays, you record whether you have a guest to record with or whether you don't. You make it a point to record at the same time every week, so that way you always have stuff in the queue. And you can get bonus points if you can record multiple episodes on that day so that you can start to get ahead, or maybe you can even start to publish multiple episodes in a week without needing multiple recording days. 
So if that's not going to work, and some people will think, well, that sounds like a lot. I don't have a lot of time as it is. And so if you're not going to be able to sit down every week at the same time, then what we recommend is to sit down once a month and to knock out all of the episodes for that month. And that may sound like a lot at first, but what it really only ends up being is if you, if you were producing a weekly show, that's really about three to four hours, right? You know, not, a, not every show is going to be an hour. I wouldn't recommend that. Well, maybe, maybe 45 minutes, something like that, 45 um, to an hour is okay, but it's just going to be, that's just an afternoon. And so if you think about it, if you can devote an afternoon a month and be able to record all the episodes that you need for that month, that's going to do so much for you because you've got the rest of the entire month. You've got 29, 30 more days to be able to do whatever you need to do and focus on whatever you need to focus on. So those are the two things that we recommend either record every week at the same time, or to make sure that you record once a month and record everything for that month. The third thing that you should know when it comes to your show is that the only people that matter are you and your listeners. That's it. You don't necessarily need podcasting advice from your spouse or your partner or your parent or your kid unless they match your ideal listener. I see too many podcast hosts who take too much advice and take too much input from people who aren't actually in their target market, who aren't an ideal listener, and they end up getting feedback that isn't coming from the right perspective. So make sure that if you're going to get feedback, if you're going to get input on your show, that you ask people who are in your ideal listeners. It's okay to show it to your partner. It's okay to show it to your kid. But I wouldn't weigh their input very much because a lot of times podcasts are so unique. They're so specific to the person that they're supposed to attract that they're almost going to repel anybody who, who isn't in that target market. So understand what your listeners want, understand what they're looking for, both in their quality and in their content, but also in the tone, in the music, in the feel, in the vibe, all that stuff matters when it comes to your audience as well. The fourth thing that you know is sound matters and your room actually matters just as much, if not more than your mic. And so before I got started, I had to do some stuff to my room because even with a good microphone, having a good room can also really help. Now, here's the other side of that. Having a bad room with a bad microphone can also really, really make it even worse. So your room and your mic are the two things that you want to make sure that you take into consideration when you're recording. It's ideal if you get a dynamic, usually an XLR mic, because those only pick up the host or they only pick up the person. Other mics, like a lot of popular ones, especially the Blue Yeti, are designed to pick up the entire room. And so that means that if there's a car driving by right now or there's, you know, I'm looking at a car pulling up to the stop sign outside my office, that you'd be able to hear that car. You might even be able to hear what they're listening to with those types of mics. And so you want to get a mic that's designed to only pick up the person that's speaking into it. The second thing that you want to do is you want to be in a room that, that ideally has lots of furniture, has lots of curtains and drapes and really things that can absorb a lot of the sound. Honestly, I'm looking around at my office and it's honestly a probably not a very ideal situation for recording. I've got a glass mirror. I've got two windows. I've got only furniture that I have is my desk and my chair. And there's a variety of reasons I've talked about in previous shows why that's happened. But just to give you an example, that is not something that you want. If I had my druthers, what I'd probably be doing or working on kind of redesigning the studio, redesigning it into a studio right now, is I'd put probably put a couch. We're going to put some blackout curtains, some drapes, we want to put some foam boards all along the drywall 
and maybe even hang some curtains over the mirror as well. I think that's something that might also help. So your room and your mic, they definitely matter and they're definitely important when it comes to your sound. The last thing that you should know about your podcast is you wanna think about your podcast, not like a podcast, but more like a show. And when I say a show, I mean that your podcast is not just going to exist in an audio form on Apple, on Spotify, right? Because the industry is changing and things are changing and Spotify is incorporating video and YouTube, Twitter just said that they're gonna start doing something with podcasting. And so what a podcast is, is actually going to change and morph. But what is going to stay the same is people are always looking to be either entertained or informed. And so if you have a show that can entertain somebody, that can help somebody for 30, 45 minutes, an hour, however long you can do it, the longer the better, that can take them out of their world and bring them into a world that helps them, that, that makes them laugh or makes them you know, cry or keeps them in suspense, whatever it is, if you can entertain them, then that is going to be around and people are going to be doing that as long as we're around as humans. And the app and the format in which we're doing it might change and might evolve over time. So if you can think about your podcast as a show and less about just as an audio podcast on Apple and Spotify and these other podcast apps, well, then it really starts to allow you to create an experience that's much different for your listeners that can evolve and adjust to the changing landscapes and mediums that are out there. Now, to that point, that also means that your show should be cohesive. Everything should fit. There's a branding part to it. There's a, a visual part to it. There's kind of three parts of the show, right? There's how it sounds, there's how it looks, and then there's the words that are kind of written on it. And so you have these three different components. You've got your 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 title, your description, you've got your episode art, you've got your your your, ep, your trailers and stuff, all these things that kind of create this cohesive brand of your show. And so as long as you are thinking about that, or as long as you have those things in mind, then that's what's going to make your show successful. <clears throat> so those are the five things. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to these, share it with a podcaster who is thinking about starting their show, or even someone who's newer in their journey. Maybe they haven't hit those 25 episodes yet, but appreciate you guys listening. Go back, listen to some of the other episodes. And if you have any questions, or if you have ideas for future episodes, come find me on Twitter at Hector underscore podcast, and we'll see if we can make it a topic on a future show. Thank you guys for sticking around, being part of the fam. We'll see you on the next one.